Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here as we talk about our favorite topic, which, of course, is YouTube. And in this show, we're talking about the three stages of growing a very large YouTube channel. And yes, there are a lot of different elements related to growing a YouTube channel. However, there are three ways in which we look at our audiences and focus in on a different way to grow our YouTube channel through these different phases. And I have been actually reviewing other YouTube channels a little bit more lately as a paid consultant. I don't do it a lot. I really don't. I'm very busy. However, I sometimes offer a little bit of time for some people that I know or that are local or sometimes a few people find me online and, and, and reach out and I, and I give them the opportunity, you know, maybe for an hour and we can go through their channel. And I, I've been seeing this over and over again, this, this process that has become very apparent to me and it's really not much different than what we've been talking about but maybe it hasn't been presented quite this way or in this package again there's so many ways to approach your youtube channel and so many different things to think about our, our number one thing of course as always to remind you once again and i'll probably remind you just about every show is thinking about what is the next video that I should create, that the people who enjoyed my last video will appreciate. Or you could approach it, what is my best video or series of videos? So maybe you have a couple videos in which you got a lot of views and it's related to your niche or maybe picking the ones because sometimes we have, you know, you, many of us have been through this. We have this video that's doing really well but has nothing to do with our niche or where we want to take our channel. So we may want to push that one aside. However, there may be three or four other videos that have done pretty well and are part of our niche. And so we focus in there and think, okay, the people who enjoy these videos, what would be the next video they would enjoy? But let's take it a step back from there. Let's talk about really starting our channel and going through these three phases in, in this process. And this, I think the first step for most channels, not all entertainment channels, can still participate in this way, but it, and, and honestly, probably they should at some level just to get some sort of traction by using a searchable headline. But using search in the beginning to help find traffic on YouTube. A lot of times people make the mistake of creating a video and then sending it out to all of their all of their Facebook friends and sending it out to an email list that's not focused at least on their topic and then they send it to other social and anywhere they can and they get all these people to view the first video. And very few of them are regular YouTube watchers or maybe what you're providing isn't something they watch on YouTube. So that can be really hurtful. So think about what you can do that's very searchable, that has traffic, but maybe lower competition. 
Now, I, I will also say this, that we've talked with our friend Nico Kaminsky, and he is he said that he sees it quite often that, you know, the YouTube will give a new channel with the fresh videos a chance. It'll give it a little bit more of a push because it needs it. It doesn't have an audience, but it'll, it'll try and figure out what that audience might be. And based on the algorithm, we'll take that video and put it in front of a few people that maybe they normally would not do in a way for an established channel. In other words, just giving that new channel an opportunity. And that, of course, is how a channel with one video can blow up because it just hit right. YouTube found the right audience rather quickly and it resonated with those people and they expanded from there. But what I'm getting at is search. Search truly is a good starting point. And there are many channels that just continue on with search. But the next step is then your browse features, home. You you want to please that audience that has connected with you through search. And you want to make sure that those people are satisfied with more videos that they would like to watch. And that's what we're trying to do next, is trying to really please the home crowd, the browse feature crowd. That's the home page, and that's where we're going to continue to grow. And honestly, you could be recommended in other home pages just fine. If you're doing well on the home page, YouTube very well may give you an opportunity through other similar audiences. And then the third part, that's suggested. Suggested are the videos after someone watches a video and more videos on the side or right after that video are suggested. Now, a lot of times it's your video that is suggested, which is ultimately what we want, especially in the beginning. You can almost count this as maybe two and a half. It's still your crowd seeing your video, kind of like the home. It's in between the browse features and suggested, although it's using the suggested search engine or, or suggestion engine. And I, I think it's a good, good, good thing to see your videos being recommended after someone sees one of your videos. And if, if it works out, if that is a good suggestion, people will watch that video next. And so now people will have watched one, two, three, four of your videos in a row. You'll see this all the time if there is a channel that you enjoy and you watch one video after another. It's going to just suggest not a whole bunch of videos, but pretty much the next one that pops up is from that same channel. You're just binge watching and that's what you want. However, after you've proven yourself that once somebody watches one of your videos, a good portion of them will continue to watch your other videos, well... YouTube will then take the risk and find more people with a similar profile of your current viewers and start to suggest your video up against other videos similar to yours or that people with a similar profile will seem to be interested in. And that is the third level and that is when your channel can truly explode. If you look at the funnel, in your YouTube analytics, under reach, you'll see a funnel. And at the top of that funnel are impressions. And then you'll see a click-through rate. And then views from impressions, then the average view duration 
And then at the bottom, watch time from impressions, which is ultimately the metric that YouTube cherishes most. Those other metrics get you there are also important to understand and know. Click-through rate, getting people there, and of course, how long do those people actually stay on? But of course, do people continue on from one of your videos to another video? That's also a session time metric for YouTube to consider. But when we go back up to the top of that funnel to impressions, what do you see? Do you see that YouTube is recommending your content? Is, is your percentage 20%, 5%, 30%, or is it 60 or 70%? If you're really doing well, it should be 60 or 70 or even 80%. In other words, most of your traffic is coming from YouTube recommendations through home or suggested, whatever it may be, YouTube is doing the hard work. And when you can get that engine going, you're going to win the game. But quite often, it does take those three steps. Not always. Some people start right in thinking about suggested. That's pretty hard to do. If you're really good and have a lot of experience, you can do that. However, you can still have YouTube support you and work for you with the enormous search engine that it has available to you. And what you want to be able to do is find a topic that's related to your niche. And you want to make sure, and you, often you can use the tools such as TubeBuddy or vidIQ or Morning Fame to give you a sense of how much traffic there is, how much the competition, how much competition is there, and are people looking, actually searching for that topic and do a few of those videos, two, three, maybe five, depending on what you're trying to do. Get that traffic going from the search engines and make sure those videos are related in a way that in the same idea that each one of those videos could be a continuation in a way. In other words, if somebody comes in via search to see one of those videos, they'll very likely want to see one of the other five videos. And from there, you start making videos for that audience that you've brought in. Now, there are a number of YouTube educators who have been talking about this, but the one person who has really been spot on in terms of this process as of late certainly has been none other than Daryl Eves and his new book that's out there. And I have not finished the entire book. I just Honestly, I haven't had time, but I, I recommend anyone who wants to grow a YouTube channel. From what I have read, it's laid out very well. And even though I know many of those stories, because I've seen Daryl a number of times, not only in his videos, but in person, and, and I've even had a chance to chat with him here and there. But the thing is, the concepts are foundational concepts that we who understand YouTube understand this is what you need to do. These are the things you need to think about. Yes, there are a lot of other elements around. I mean, just let's just talk about thumbnails. There's so much you could talk about thumbnails alone as part of that process. But if you really want to know what YouTube cares about, take a good look at that funnel because that funnel is telling you what's happening at the top and ultimately what is YouTube's goal. And of course, more watch time is the goal. Now, some of the statistics that we don't see right now 
at a high level, of course, is the overall session time of that viewer. Because things that YouTube is considering is if people come to your video and just leave, is that a good thing or a bad thing? If people come to your video and watch more of your videos, is that a good or bad? If people come to your video and watch multiple videos, including other videos, and just for some reason spend hours of time on YouTube after they come and watch a video or two of yours, well, obviously, you are very valuable to YouTube, and YouTube wants the viewers to get in the habit of watching your channel because it's good for YouTube. So is your channel good for YouTube? Is your channel good for search in YouTube? Is your channel a good recommendation? Not because it has a similar title, a great description, the right tags. None of that matters if people don't continue their time and their session on YouTube to the benefit of YouTube. Now, some of us are just trying to do search, and I actually have a channel that is really a search channel only. It's the one that I use for tutorials. And in that situation, I don't get as much in the way of browse traffic. It's search first and then suggested. And so suggested is still a big part of the process, even if you're a search channel. Quite often, search channels have themes. However, you're more focused on answering a specific question. And yes, you can have additional types of videos that are related. But quite often, when you're a search channel, people are finding the answer and then they're leaving. But if you have a group, which you probably should, a series of videos related to that one topic, you're going to do much better, especially when it comes to search. Because if you think about it, going back to what we were just talking about, if someone lands on that all-important video in search and then continues to watch a few more of your videos, now YouTube is more likely to put your video up higher in search, not because people watch that video and get their answer but because they watch that video and continue to watch more YouTube. Of course, that leads us to our conversation about playlists and how important it is to have playlists. And it doesn't matter what type of channel you have. You, you can have a playlist of three, four, five, seven videos all leading to one another. And this is especially true if you find yourself with a channel with many different topics, and sometimes we just find that, and you can even break down a channel with a similar theme throughout, but there are different sections. There are different areas within that theme that you can section off and put into a playlist, and that is very helpful. It gives YouTube another data point as to what videos work together. Now, if they don't work together when people actually view your video, for example, you may think that the next video should be the video next to the one that's really popular, but YouTube is gonna test it, and this will give you an opportunity to tell YouTube what videos to test against it. But if it doesn't work out, 
well, then YouTube is going to stop recommending that video in that playlist. But this is a great opportunity to give YouTube a good hint as to what you think as the creator should be the next video for that person to watch. And quite often you're right. Quite often because you have made that video. And if you wait for YouTube to figure it out, well, then maybe it's going to take a while. Maybe it never happens at all because not the right number of people or enough data has gotten to YouTube for YouTube to come to that conclusion. YouTube may just come to the conclusion that there's another video from a totally different channel that should be the next video. And this, by putting your videos in a playlist and even making it making it an official playlist will help prevent that from happening to a certain extent or at least give you the opportunity to give it a shot, give YouTube an idea of what you think should be the next. And if it seems like YouTube is not recommending that video, switch things around. Find another video that you, you think very well could be a good next video for people to watch after watching your video. Now to give you a little bit more of a hint as to what you might want to create, it's gonna take some time to get to the point at which YouTube has enough data to give you this information, but this is very helpful. Under your audiences, YouTube gives you a couple metrics that I think is worth your time. Actually, there are a few, there, there are three, but I'll get into the third one in a minute because it's a little bit different, but it's in the same area and worth looking at. But the one I want to point out first is other channels your audience watches. What are those other channels? What are some other channels that people who watch your channel also watch? Why is that a good thing? Well, I think it's almost obvious. The fact is you can actually look at those other channels and see what are they doing? Are they creating content that maybe you should be creating? Using your take, your angle, your way of doing things, but are there topics that maybe you should consider? And there's one more metric you should also look at that's right underneath other channels your audience watched, and that's other videos your audience watched. And get an idea of what are some of those additional videos. Remember I'm talking about someone watches one of your videos then maybe watches a different video that was suggested to them? Well, maybe you can get a hint as to maybe what are some of those suggested videos. You can also find more information like that under suggested in the advanced section of your analytics. In other words, the videos that drove traffic to your videos. So there's a lot of different places in which you can find information about what your audience really cares about. What videos were your audiences looking at before, before they came to your video. Again, you can find that in the advanced section under traffic sources. And of course, under audience, other channels and other videos they watch. But you can also look and see when your viewers are on YouTube. Now, this is not exactly what the other metrics are about in terms of what is the other types of content that your viewers are interested in, but it is a good metric to help understand when might be a good time to upload that video. And I think that can be very helpful too, especially if you're trying to get a little bit of a boost. If you have uploaded those five search-related videos and now you wanna see 
when those people are actually finding those videos and that's the metric you wanna look at. And so maybe release your new video an hour, maybe two hours before that peak time so it can get some momentum and then really get a lot more momentum when it hits the peak time for your audience. Something to consider when going through this process of growing and improving or even starting your own YouTube channel. So in that one, two, three format, it is starting with search to drive the traffic, the right traffic, the people who have a specific problem, interest or taste, and they're driven to your YouTube page. And then from there, you try to please them more through home and browse. In other words, create videos for those people. And then of course, by doing that, that will also help hopefully trigger more suggested videos and allowing YouTube to recommend your videos and do all of the heavy lifting to get you where you wanna go to grow your YouTube channel. We'll talk to you next time. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.